Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. We think it's not spiritual to clean and clear your space, but it is. Keeping it neat and tidy as a receptive space for creativity, for what you want to put out into the world, that's what our home is for. Welcome to Being Home with Hunker, a podcast where we explore the idea of home, not just as a place where you live, but as an expression of your identity. I'm your host, Lori Gunning Grossman, Editorial Director at Hunker. Today on the show, we have Alex Keola, otherwise known as the High Priestess of Brooklyn. Alex is a magical analyst, astrologer, and intuitive advisor. When working with clients, whether one-on-one or even with startup companies, Alex uses different modalities such as astrology, tarot, connecting with guides, and being in touch with source energy. She believes that being psychic is a skill that we all have. It's a muscle that we can flex and practice. As she says, astrology will meet you wherever you are. In this conversation, we talk about how to use astrology, more specifically areas of our birth charts, to amplify, support, and decorate our homes and personal spaces. We spend some time focused on two areas of the birth chart structure, the fourth house, which relates to the home and family, and the sixth house, which is the house of our day-to-day environment and routines. We also touch upon how it's interesting to know which sign and house Venus is in, which speaks to our unique decoration style. A quick note about birth charts. Depicted as a wheel with 12 houses, birth charts are essentially your personal blueprint of where the planets were placed the moment you were born. If you haven't cast your birth chart yet, you can go to astrostyle.com, astro-charts.com, or astro.com, or any online chart generator to access your birth chart and learn more. Alex also shares some general things people can add to their homes to make the space feel good, including spring cleaning rituals to clear the space. Turns out it's a spiritual thing to clean. If this is new to you, 
like it was and still is to be. Just stick with it. I figure, why not believe in the magic, especially when it comes to your beautiful home? So let's welcome our guest, the High Priestess of Brooklyn, Alex Kaola. Welcome. Thanks, Lori. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get into it. You are the High Priestess of Brooklyn. Yes. And you work with astrology. You call yourself an astrologer? I do. I call myself an astrologer. I call myself an intuitive advisor because I use astrology as one of my main modalities, but I use tarot and I connect in with guides and I am in touch with source energy. So it becomes sort of whatever my client needs, whatever the project needs, we can use different modalities. So it's not only astrology, but astrology is a, is a major tool to help people understand themselves, yes, the people around them, their environments, their purpose in life. So it's it's a really great tool. I love this so much. And yeah. did you start this when you were young? So I read that you had more of a corporate job for a while. Sure did. But have you always been tuned into guides and to spirit? Tell me. So I've always been really interested in understanding myself and the people around me. Mm-hmm. So I'll just start there. Like even I was reflecting on this last night. I remember reading encyclopedias about the brain and mm-hmm. like psychology and things like that yeah. from a very young age. And I've always been into astrology in that it's a study for understanding the self. So I picked up on that very quickly. I did not understand that I was psychic until I was 27 or so from another psychic. We had a phone call about a breakup. And he was like, you're definitely already broken up with this person, but (laughs) you're also psychic. And I was like, hmm, okay, what do I do with this information? That's awesome. But that was the first I had heard that terminology used for me. Did you not have an inkling to that? Like it was someone else saying it to you that like suddenly, you know, blew off the roof with this? Or did you kind of feel it? Well, when I was reflecting on, okay, in my corporate career, as you mentioned, I was a recruiter. I interviewed people for a living. And I would come away from interviews a lot of the time knowing a ton of information about the person. And we interviewed in pairs. So my partner would say, where did you get that information? And I just was like, ah, it's reading between the lines. So the terminology that I had for what I was experiencing and then being told I was psychic, I was like, okay, I can see now where all of that is coming from. But being psychic, it is a skill set that we all have. We all have this amazing ability from source, the creator, to know things mm. clearly and get extrasensory information. So it's a muscle that we can flex just the same as practicing a musical instrument or getting better at golf. Yeah. I actually had a guy in the airport once say to me, I said, I'm studying mediumship, which is, you know, connecting to those who have passed. And he said, I'm pretty sure you just have to be born with it or not. And I was like, well, you have your golf clubs there. Were you good at it as soon as you picked up your clubs? And he was like, no, it's terrible. I'm still terrible. Okay. Well, it's really the same thing. You can be born with these natural abilities, and we all really are, but it's a matter of tuning in, believing that it's available to you to tune in to, and then practicing. Yeah. Oh, I like like the way you describe that. That's very cool. And no one ever came forth saying, oh, 
grandma had this ability too, or there was nothing in the lineage? So it's interesting, Lori, that you mentioned because I don't have a great relationship with my mother, but my intuitive abilities from what I gathered from practicing and from working with my coach do come from my Italian lineage on my grandmother's side. So my main guide, her name is Marie, which is my middle name, and she's from my grandmother's lineage. So it's interesting because there's all these buffs and barriers in the human realm to understanding that fully and completely, although I have done some ancestral research. But I'm I'm Italian and and from what I gather too from even working with my guide, like they wouldn't have said I'm psychic. Yes. They would have just been like, well, it's just I know this. This person's going through this, so I made them stoop. Like yeah. very, you know, built into the ritual and the culture of taking care of people. Yeah. That yeah. was more, I think, the way that people experienced whatever those gifts were. Yes. It's so beautiful. It's pretty cool. It is. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, so one thing I want to talk to you about is how we can use our astrology, our zodiac yes. signs, in designing our spaces, and then how we can use our birth charts to know more about ourselves and how we can best show up in the world and set up our spaces to best serve us. So... As we're getting into that, let me ask you this. In an email, you had mentioned talking about the placements, yes. the placements in the charts for people to look at. Is yes. that where people start before we can even talk about the other things, how we can use it in our home spaces and such? We can start wherever. Okay. I think astrology is a cool tool because it will meet you wherever you are. That's why all of these modalities are so interesting to use together because yeah. – We'll talk about both and everybody at yes. home listening, whatever resonates yeah. with you, you know, start there and delve in. So if okay. you look at the chart as the snapshot of the sky of the time of our birth, if you're yes. looking at a circular chart, which I highly advise you do on astrocharts.com or astro.com, there's all sorts of free resources for you. You're looking at a wheel from 1 to 12. Mm -hmm. And the planets are situated and the luminaries are situated in houses in that birth chart structure. So each house represents an area of our lives. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about homes here. And there is two different spaces that we would look at traditionally to see the home space. Yes, The fourth house, which is the house of the home, but the psychological home. Okay. I was yes. actually listening to the episode with Lori Gottlieb where she was talking about the home that yes. lives within our mind, mm-hmm. our psychological home. That's the fourth house. Mm-hmm. So that can be a sign of the mother as well, because that was our original home yes. for our soul. And the sixth house, which is the house of our immediate environment. And our routines Mm -hmm. and how we want things situated. It can be daily life and work too. But those two areas are really important to look at. See if any luminaries are there, luminaries or planets. And if there aren't any, then look at the sign that rules that house for more clues and more information. Okay. So for instance, my fourth house is ruled by Taurus. My Jupiter is there as well. Ironically, the sign of my mother is Taurus. Mm. So interesting to have that connection. And then for me, the home environment must feel 
Victorian in nature. So it must feel warm. It must feel safe, inviting. Sometimes the Taurian ideal is to like burrow. We're in Taurus season right now. Yeah. Be very cozy. Many times I've chosen apartments that are even have like an underground element to them. So they're very like cave-like and cozy. Yeah. And I'm also huge on the kitchen. Okay. And the kitchen is, you know, for a tourist, cooking and the sensory information is really important. Yeah. Quick question. So it's not our zodiac sign, meaning like I'm a Virgo. It's where our fourth house is. Is that how you say it? Well, so what area of your chart that it pertains to the home and what information will be important to your home. Okay. Understanding your home. Yes. Is looking into the fourth house. I got it. Okay. But you can also learn about, I would say, your style or your decor yeah. through your Venus sign. Okay. So that's important to talk about as well. Yeah. And then just really quick, the sixth house is helpful to understand because how do we want our daily environment to work? What What is going to be important in our routines and in the way that we're moving through the space. So you mentioned Virgo. I'm not sure where your Virgo sun is, but let's just talk about Virgo ideals for a second, which rules that sixth house. That means health is really important to you. That means that routines and structure is very important to you. You like things organized. So if you have Virgo ruling your sixth house, things need to have a particular order and Mm. structure. And there is a tidy right place for everything in your home, most likely. Yes. You also have the Venus sign as the goddess of love and what we're attracted to. And so that can really be illuminating from a standpoint of what do I want in my home? What are the things that are going to make me feel harmonious and that I'm going to love to look at or love to feel or touch? And I think we've all been in our homes quite a bit in the last couple of years. And so I think people are redecorating and it's important to look at not only your sun sign, because that can give you a lot of information too, but your Venus will give you a clear cut kind of understanding of what is my style? What do I want in here? So people need to look at their birth chart. They need to know what time of day they were born. Ideally, you have your exact time. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. If you don't, there are ways around it. So don't fret, Mm -hmm. but it is helpful to have the birth chart be accurate and have an understanding of really where everything's situated. So what do you do in a case then where you are living with other people and you have all these different signs going on? How do you marry all that together to create a harmonious space? Yeah. It's a really good question. I think trying to understand if astrology is a tool for us to learn more about ourselves, it's also a tool for us to learn more about each other. Right. So once you get great at understanding your own birth chart, pull your partners, pull your son, your daughters, pull your roommates and understand what is important to them. Look at Mm -hmm. those two areas of the chart, look at their Venus sign, look at you know, the information that calls to you from an intuitive standpoint and understand, okay, my partner is a Virgo and I'm a Gemini. Mm -hmm. My stuff's all over the place. I find that books are really important. The bookcase must be, actually, that would be good for both Virgo and Gemini. So that was a great example (laughs) because we're both ruled by Mercury. Uh You're a Virgo too? I'm a a Virgo, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm a Gemini. So we we actually have Mercury as our ruler. So books are important to both of us, but we might display them differently. Right. But just getting to common ground and sort of being empathetic in 
the home space that you're sharing. And I would also look at opportunities for you to have your own little corners or your own spaces that your partner either doesn't go to, doesn't sit in, (laughs) doesn't mess with at all. Like I'm at my desk, this is where I work, you know, Sometimes my partner will be here, but very often he's not. And if he ever is, love him to death, but I'll clean up after, I'll sage, I'll clear the space and sort of reset with my own energy. I think that has been supremely important for anyone, no matter what the sign, to just have something that is uniquely yours in your home space. Yeah. I love that idea, especially with all of us being home much more these past couple of years and yeah. doing more things at home. And people don't need to have a huge house with many rooms. It's kind of like what you're saying, like create a corner or a space yeah. of your own. That is important. It is. And I think it's even important for our pets to have like their little areas to go. Yeah. Of course, the free roam, but yeah. to have spaces that they can burrow in. You ever notice that dogs or cats, sometimes they like to be in enclosed spaces? Yes. I think there's something to that, giving them like their own little home or little apartment within the apartment. That's so cute. Make sure everybody feels like they have their own little corner. You can even look at your pet signs and understand what are they like? What are their motivations? Yeah. Another sign that's important that I forgot to mention, can't believe it, Yes, is the moon sign. So the moon, like all the planets, was in a particular place in the sky and in a particular sign at the time of your birth. The moon moves really fast. It's also the emotional center for us. Mm -hmm. The moon rules the fourth house that we were talking about with the home. Oh, okay. So comfort... And the ability to self-soothe comes from understanding your moon sign. Okay. And it's also really pertinent for kids and really pertinent for our pets because our emotional responses as human beings, as we mature, a lot of times they can be muted or we, you know, run them through some filters before we Mm. express from a purely emotional standpoint or sometimes not. Yes. But our pets and our kids don't have those filters yet. Blessings to them, you yeah, know? Yeah, right. Um, so understanding those that sign, too, can be really impactful for understanding. That's the moon sign. Is that what you said? The moon sign. Now, mm-hmm. is the moon sign automatically your fourth house sign or no? No, that's a good question. No, the moon can be placed anywhere on the chart. Okay. Just to add some color and confusion. That's, yeah. why, <laughs> that's yeah. why it's helpful to have an astrologer or someone who can <laughs> guide you through it. Yes. Um, but no, there could be any luminary or nothing placed in your fourth house. Mm, okay. okay. It's just a quadrant of the sky, essentially. Right. So there could have been nothing there. Right. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So do you work with people that are trying to find a new place to live? They want to move. They would love advice on it and guidance. All the time. So following those intuitive hunches of where would I feel best. Yeah. I feel like I want to be near the water. I feel like I want to be near the earth. A lot of times you can trace that back to something in your chart. Mm. Um, there are mm. certain elements that are going to be important. So let's say your moon is in Scorpio, like mine is, that's a water sign. Mm-hmm. And I do notice that I feel very comforted and serene near water. Mm. Now I live in New York City. I'm not near the water very often. Uh-huh. So is there anything that I can put in my home that reminds me of the water? Can I have more blues or more serene spaces, even a fountain? Yeah. That's actually really common in feng shui too. So like how to create that space that is going to help to adapt you into a self-soothing environment. But a lot of times people should just move. Yeah. And so what does that look like for them? So really understanding from an astrological standpoint, okay, what's going to be important to you? the transits that you're experiencing, sometimes just to add another layer, you have your chart and then we have the planets that are moving in the sky right now. So what we do is we place that on top of the birth chart to see what's impacting your life right now. Yeah. Like what's triggering certain responses, we call those transits, in you and in your life. If you have a fourth house transit, you may want to move or you may decide that you're going to explore that possibility. I actually have some fourth house movement in June, which is when I'm moving, uh-huh. which is, just happened to be the case. Yeah, And you can also see that that might make an impact on you. Of yes. course, you can move at any point, not only when there's a fourth house transit, but that may be when it's triggered in you that you'd want to. Yeah, And we can pull tarot on it as well to just see, okay, I actually did this for a friend who was deciding where they wanted to move. They lived in San Francisco and we pulled and there were all these trees in the reading. I was like, could you go to this very wooded area? I don't know. It feels like that's the right thing. And she moved to Marin County, which is like the gorgeous redwoods. So it made a lot of sense. She was like, yes, that's That's where I want to move. That's where they moved. And they're so happy there. So yeah, there's all sorts of different guidance that we can pull in to make sure that you feel really good about that process. And are you able to look at, say, the year ahead? Mm -hmm. Or if someone were to work with you now, you could work with them the next six months or the remainder of 2022 so people can kind of be on a path? Sure, yeah. That's where we would look at the transits. So Mm. the transits usually are impacting. It depends. We look at the outer transits for a year. Yeah. And so, yeah, you'd have a lot of space and time to sort of explore these influences, let's say, from the planets. Yeah. 
Um, I also like to say to all my clients that you have agency. So just because you have a certain transit or something's happening right now within your timeline doesn't mean you have to adhere to it 100%. So you have choice and every choice that you make lays out a new timeline for you. So energy changes. So I don't love reading for a full year ahead Mm. because things can change. Although I can give you an overview, like here are things to think about and here's what's happening right now. But a lot of times people check back in six months later and are like, I I feel really different. I feel like some of that, those things happened, but I want to reset. And a lot of times we can. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. You're not just like, on a, a train that you can't get out. I gotta You're go like, here. I'm, she said I have to go here. Don't think I bought a ticket for this train. But. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if anyone is listening to this right now and they just want like some takeaways from this conversation where they may not know about their fourth house, they may just know, oh, I am a Virgo or an Aries. Do you have like general things that you would suggest people add to their homes to create like that really good energy to support our space to make us feel good? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. I think meditation is very important. So if you can start the day with gratitude, if you can start the day with a walk or, you know, something in your immediate environment that really grounds you and sets you, that is so, so helpful. No matter what your astrology, no matter what you know, today I took a bath. That helped me ground because, again, I have a Scorpio moon. So I do think understanding your moon sign could be really helpful for you to understand this is actually what helps me to soothe and this is what helps me to ground. That aside, creating a space that you feel really reflects you and is something that you love to see and you love to look at and is harmonious is so important. And I think we get more done that way. I think we feel more productive that way when we can look out and see things that we really enjoy. Mm. For those who are living with a partner, especially in a smaller enclosed space, if you could get help Mm -hmm. to help clean your space or help to organize your space so that it's not a burden on either one of you, I highly recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think getting, you know, organized and having a clearer, cleaner space is just helpful for everybody. And so that it doesn't like live on one person's burden or shoulders. Right. That could be nice. But if that's not available to you, then coming up with some sort of contracts between you. <laughs> I know that was helpful for my husband and I to oh, be really? like, okay. Yeah. Well, he just doesn't see masts. He just doesn't, I don't know, he's great. What's he's his a, sign? He's a Taurus. Okay. He's a Virgo rising. Okay. He has a Pisces moon. So just inherently he's very creative, but he's kind of messy. Like he kind of leaves for the morning and it's a tornado. So I have to clean it up before I can like ground in and like do my work. Yeah. So that's why having my own space that like isn't messy is great. Cause if I don't have time to do that, then I don't have time to do that. But just coming up with some sort of contract to like if you can't get any help with that, yeah, that's fine. But just making sure that you agree to cleaning and clearing the spaces. Yeah. I think it's really important. Are you big on candles or smudge sticks to clear the energy? I got a candle right here. Yeah. Um, I think they're great for intentionality in the space, mm-hmm. too, to warm it up, of course. But 
to cleanse and clear. I use all sorts of things. I use sprays. I use copal that I got from a recent trip to Mexico City. This is a form of incense. Okay. It's pretty strong. I use it mainly for my readings, but it can be really helpful uh, to cleanse and clear the space too. I think making sure that you're getting your sage or smudge or whatever that you have from a sustainable place where you know exactly where it's coming from and those who gathered or who created that bundle are getting paid for their labor. Right. Um, but there's some great places in Brooklyn that I'm able to go to that I trust and yeah. uh, I can get those things too. Incense is great. Yeah. But some people are not smoke people, you know, that like bothers their senses. Actually, my husband really doesn't like it. So mm. just keeping the window open and intentionally cleaning out the space can be okay too. Clapping, yeah. even just like moving your hands around, things like that to just like disrupt any of the energies or stuck energy that's in your space. Yeah. Just taking a, a minute, like those spring cleaning rituals that we have, they, they come from paganism, really. Like we did that during the spring equinox to invite new energy in, to invite actually fertility in and things like that. And that's creativity. And yeah. so there's all sorts of cool, you know, nods that we have in our society today that actually stemmed from magic. I had not thought of that. It's cool, right? That's very cool. And something to it. Yeah, that's so neat. And mm-hmm. spring cleaning is such a big deal for people. Yeah. But a lot of times it's just about cleaning out our cabinet. But to think about that it has this history behind it is really neat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's also this TikTok I watched recently was like connecting in with your guides. They're like, clean your closet. <laughs> oh, I want something else, yeah. something more fun. They're yeah. like, do your dishes. <laughs> like, just do the things yeah. that you're putting off. Yeah. You think it's not spiritual to clean and clear your space, but it is. Keeping it neat and tidy as a receptive space for creativity, for what you want to put out into the world, that's what our home is for. It's for receptivity and rest. Do you also believe in feng shui and using those areas of our home oh, yeah. for career, for health, for creativity and supporting those. I really do. Yeah. Yes. If you take nothing else from this podcast, the southwest corner of the home is the money corner. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. I read uh, You Were Born Rich recently, which is such a great book. I highly, highly recommend it. And we had a coin jar that was sitting in the money corner because I thought, this is great. This is great, right? Yeah. <laughs> it just sits here and then it's going to bring us money, right? Yeah. No, it meant that that money was not in circulation. So that's actually not great to have money that just is sitting there stagnant. It means money's not moving. It means it's not moving in or out. Right. So I took all those coins to a coin star and my husband thought I was nuts because I was like lugging, you know, it was, it was like a hundred bucks. It was, yeah. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But really the point is to get it into circulation. So feng shui is a lot about like movement and, you know, getting um, circulation in your home, just the same that you would with the chi in your own body. Yes. So that is really the connection. If you're not moving and you're stagnant, your home will reflect that too. So it's it's getting, I think feng shui is so cool because it's like getting clearer understanding of how your own home body works. But then as the reflection of the quadrants of your home, you can think about that too. So what did you replace in your Southwest corner? Well, we have some ritual little coins there. Okay. And there's an elephant there. There's um, elephants are good luck. We ha- we do have a little Buddha um, statue there. We have books there. 
We do have electronics there, which they say you shouldn't, you should be careful of because electronics are a drain on energy. Well, that's another thing, guys. Electronics, be careful around those. You want to be careful how much time you spend in front of the computer or spend on your phone because those are energetic drains for us and you'll need to replenish in some way. Yeah. Have you seen that people are responding more, say, in a positive way or just with more interest since the pandemic of March 2020? Has there been a surge towards this? I think so. Yeah. I was very glad that my, again, digital doors were open in 2019. So I was able to receive clients for one of the darkest nights of the soul that we all collectively experienced. So I think if people were not open to it before that point, they were very open to it in in 2020 because this was a global collective reckoning. Who am I? Why am I here? What is going on? trying very desperately to make meaning. I think since then, I'm glad that collective energy has settled a bit. It's still very chaotic, as we can see in our world and reflected in world events. But I think collectively, I have noticed a big shift in people feeling more confident in their own intuition, feeling as if there is a higher purpose for why they're here, feeling like they're exploring that. Mm -hmm. And I'm very encouraged by that. So yes, Yes, to answer your question in a long-winded way. Um, But I do think that a lot of these modalities are expanding in many ways because more and more people are learning them and more and more people are adding their interpretations to them, which can only help our collective consciousness raise even higher. I totally agree. It's like we we all just want to create space in this lifetime, whether it's in our own bodies, whether it's in our homes, it's in the world. Mm -hmm. That's why I love these types of conversations, because it's going to deeper levels, deeper ways of thinking. Also, why not? Like, for me, I'm like, why not believe in the magic? Why not? And energy. Yeah. Exactly. I think if we can see each other as magical beings, too, it helps. If you are in a position, let's say, with your partner, where you're having the disagreement about the dirty home, or the dirty dishes, if you can see that that person has creative source energy and magic within them, it makes it a lot easier to let go of that very remedial and innocuous argument. And it makes it a lot easier to go about your day just believing everybody has that. And some people have maybe lost it or lost it along the way or don't listen to it, Mm -hmm. but we all have it, really. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about manifestation. You mentioned that you're moving in June. I am. So you are in Brooklyn. Well, you don't have to tell me where you're moving to. I just want to talk we about— We don't know yet. Oh, you I don't? I couldn't even tell you. What? No. No. So, Lori, it's crazy in New York because you really can't look until right before you're going to move. Okay. Because the market changes, what comes on the market— in five days from now is ready for five days from then or immediately. It's just an ever-changing market. I'm sure you've heard from other guests, the housing market, it has been crazy lately. Mm -hmm. Yes. So what's been happening, which is cool, manifestation, I helped my, he's not a muggle, but like he's (laughs) muggle-y, my my partner. (laughs) We did a manifestation list of what we needed in the apartment back in January for the new moon in Capricorn. Okay which is a really great time to manifest that. And we have just been waiting. So our lease is up in June and we are just waiting, seeing what comes available. 
there's a lottery that we applied to, we might win the lottery. I have a really strong feeling that we could. There's all sorts of things that could fall into place. And I'm just not attaching to the outcome, which is part of manifestation. Just trusting that you submitted your best and final to the universe and sitting back and waiting for the right. We only need one. (laughs) We only need one. So I'm sure it'll happen. Just trusting. Trusting. Yeah. So when you were growing up, you were not quite tapped into your psychic abilities, as you said. Is there anything from like your past that shapes the way that you now create your home? Hmm, That's a good question. Um, I think that because I've moved so much, actually, that you mentioned, Mm. I am very adaptable in my home. Mm. I require my home to be adaptable and I like to move things in and out. I like nothing to feel as if it's completely permanent. Mm. That actually is better for me, you know, to switch out pillows or to switch out like what I'm using or even a wardrobe and move things around, I think is really great for our brains to just not get too stuck anywhere. Mm -hmm. You mentioned like you like to switch out pillows and things like that. Do you find that according to our signs Mm -hmm. that certain colors Mm. or plants are best for like a Virgo, Aries, Gemini, like, yeah. yeah. I would say that, yeah, you could look at it like colors or even styles. Mm -hmm. So for Virgo, for you, for example, um, do you know your Venus sign, by the way? Uh, Yes, it's in Leo in the third house. Okay, cool. What does that mean? Yeah. (laughs) So Leo is attracted to warmth. And you may like the warm colors. You may like bold or bright fabrics. I actually think Leos would do really well with like flashy wallpaper or at least like one area that's kind of loud prints or cool, luxurious fabrics and things like that. Conversation starters. Mm -hmm. But since you're a Virgo as well, the plants can be really beneficial for you just to feel calm and to take care of something and to have that routine and to have the green um, in your space as well. So yeah, and Leo is also going, like Leo and luxury are hand in hand. So you're not going to want to skimp out on anything. You're going to want the best of the best. And as you should, you know, you're laying on it or you're living in it every day. So get the Egyptian cotton sheets, you know, do the the thread count at a higher. It it, it makes a difference yeah, for how yeah. you feel, right? Right. So I like that one. You know, I think for, you mentioned Aries. I think Aries being the first out of the gate in the Zodiac so you'd like to be on top of the trends when it comes to home spaces and styles. So the first art that comes on the market, or I feel like Aries would be totally into like NFTs displayed as art, like mm-hmm. that kind of combines like being a first or a pioneer yeah. with art or something that can decorate your home. So I think that could be really cool for Aries too. Yeah. So I think just thinking about like the elements that are going to be important to you in your home and trying as best as you can to sort of support that. And again, yes, you're living with other people who value completely different things and making space for that also. Do you find that speaking of the elements, because of the signs that are like an earth sign, a fire sign, water sign, air sign, is that reflected in people's homes or should that be reflected in people's homes? Oh, yes. 
you know, according to feng shui, all the elements are represented in our home. Right, so right. we do have everything, but I do think that gravitating towards those particular elements might be comforting for you. Yeah. And just as an interesting anecdote, so let's say you are a Virgo and you have a lot of earth in your in your chart. Yeah. The anecdote to your earth element, your Virgo element is Pisces. And so water may feel cleansing for you. So to think about embodying these opposites or these other elements that don't feel familiar to us in a way that would help us sort of cleanse or clear yeah. energy yeah. It could be really interesting for people to think about as well. Yeah. This is all so cool, Alex. Isn't it? It's so cool. It's really cool. I just have one more question for you. Okay. Being that our podcast is called Being Home with Hunker, what does being home mean to you? Hmm. Being home means being with the people that I love. And that could be in a restaurant or on a plane or in another country. Home is where the heart is. So I really feel like it's mainly my connection with the kindred spirits that are in my life, my my partner, my dog being some of them, and just having that uh, here yeah, all the time. It's beautiful. I don't know if something just changed over there, but it seemed like the light got brighter on you as you were talking about that. Oh. Maybe it was just my eyes playing tricks. I don't know. Your face lit up. <laughs> Maybe your psychic abilities oh. are <laughs> turning on, Lori, and we're witnessing oh your psychic birth. Ooh, I love it. I believe in that. I just love it so much. <laughs> I know. It's really, really fun. I'm so glad you reached out. I'm really, I have loved getting into the podcast and just... You're so great. You're such a great host, and it's been such a lovely connection. Oh, thank you so much, Alex. This has been so fun talking with you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's been great. It's been great for me, too. To learn more about Alex, check her out on Instagram at High Priestess of Brooklyn, or visit Alex's website, highpriestessofbrooklyn.com, where you can discover how you can book a session with Alex for your own personal clarity, sign up on her email list, or learn more about her magical business advisory, where she consults with entrepreneurs on creating an inspired and aligned business. How cool is that? Be sure to visit our show notes for direct links to where you can discover everything that's going on with Alex Keola, and where you can discover other episodes we think you might like based on this conversation, such as my chat with color therapist, voila, or channeler, Natalie Miles. Thank you for listening to Being Home with Hunker. For more information about this episode or others, visit hunker.com forward slash podcast. And if you don't already, please follow our show. If you like what you hear, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review and share it with your friends. It really does help. Being Home with Hunker is produced by me, Lori Gunning Grossman. Eve Epstein is our executive producer. The podcast is recorded and mixed at Night Shift Audio. Theme music by Jonathan Grossman. Special thanks to our team at Hunker, senior designer Maury Men, and director of audience development Gina Goff. Hunker's mission is to inspire and empower you to create a space that expresses who you are, shows off your unique style, and makes your life happier and more productive.
Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.